You're listening to Trot the Egging, hosted by John Hetherington, working with Witness Rugby Union Football Club, sponsored by Boydells. Right, mate, so we appreciate you've made the transition into Salford Academy and that at the back end of school. So was there any other options for you leaving school or, like you've said, was it simply tunnel vision to become a professional rugby league player? Yeah, no, the, to be honest with you, there wasn't a lot really. I'd, I'd not done great in my GCSEs and that was because I'd thrown all my eggs into one basket and I didn't really plan on, on doing anything else until until I made it really um, which obviously looking back on it now is, is a gamble but when you're, when you're 16 you just see it as I'm, I'm doing this and, and that's it and I've always been strong minded and anything I put my mind to I, I, I usually generally come out and I can do it but um, yeah I, 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 was, I never planned on going to, to university or anything like that and doing extra studying um, no I was just always just focused on, on becoming rugby leaper and I got yeah it, it worked out in the end yeah fair enough mate so how does that scholarship approach come and do you and your mum have to get down there and do you have to have a chat with people and how does it work yeah um, well obviously you, you sort of hear things you sort of hear things about scouts coming watching you and, and uh, they turning up to the games and stuff like that um, and then I, th- I just got a um, I got a phone call off uh, Lee Spencer who um, his, his son now actually I'm, I'm really good mates with him and I've been really good mates with since then it's going on like 15 years then um, and Lee Spencer was just, just saying to me um, look I'll I'll come and pick you up from, from Oldham um, but we really wanted you to come down and, on, on scholarship and um, I think you got a bit about you, so I I will come. I'll come pick you up myself and uh, and bring you to training. And fair to be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he come and pick me up, and his son Jack Spencer, and um, he sort he played for he's played Super League for Salford and yeah. played for Oldham for a fair few years, and he was in the he was in the car with us, and yeah, as I said, I've I've remained like I'm real good mates with, with Jack. Um, for the last 15, 16 years since his dad came to pick me up for, actually I think it's longer than that isn't it? it's about uh, maybe 18 years ago something like that yeah right so what would have was it um, the Willows then mate yeah it was yeah, yeah. The, and what were Willows, you yeah. what did you think when you wrapped up in that oh well I just thought this is it This is, I thought it was the most amazing place on earth <laughs> so yeah I was um, I, I, I was so excited Um to get down to the willows and any, anything just like getting a bit of training kit and, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, everyone loves stash, mate, just, don't they? Oh, yeah. yeah especially <laughs> as, a, as a kid, it was just like, yeah, I've, 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 got, I've got some kit. Like, yeah. God, I'm, I've, I've made it. Um, but yeah, it was at the willows and um, I've got some really fond memories of the willows. Um, that's why I, I, I sort of still, I like it past now and I like, I like going to the old school um, rugby league grounds, yeah. yeah, because sort of, I used to go, I used to go and watch. I've been to Northern Road a fair few times. I played there, and I used to go and watch some games um, down there sometimes. And Odd Soul and, and and stuff like that. So the Willows was special to me, and the, the old rugby league grounds are special to me. And, yeah. yeah, I've got some uh, some very fond memories of, of playing games as a kid at the Willows. So how was how was that development from scholarship and academy, mate? So when academy time comes, 
do you feel ready in that? And what type was you a nervous player before a game, or was you okay? Or uh, I, I've always been, um, yeah, I suppose I have always been a bit of a nervous player. Um, but it, it just it just came about by um, at, at the time. I'd, I think they still do it now. The foundation games. Um, yeah. We played four games um, against. Who the first one was against Castleford, and we played St Helens. We played uh, London and Widnes. Right. Um, and the sort of the process was, um, if you didn't already have a contract, um, then these games your chance to. To show that you couldn't can perform, and I think obviously I think Salford were a bit unsure of me at first, because yeah. um, a couple of lads got offered um, academy contracts, and I wasn't one of them. Okay. But then I played, I played two games in the in the foundation games, and um, I got offered a contract, so uh, the turnaround was pretty quick. But yeah, and then and then from there, I was I was straight into the academy. Right, and is is that something you enjoyed, like without being rude from scholarship? So academy, you're sort of going from boys to men rugby, aren't you? Then? Yeah, I think my, my transition was a bit difficult at first. I think um, I'd signed my contract and then uh, my first year, which was 2005, um, obviously I was, what, I, I was 16. I, I actually couldn't get in the team. Um, right. Yeah, I, I couldn't get in the team and I, I struggled quite a bit. And then I just during the pre-season of going in, leading into the 2006 season, I just worked, worked, tried to work harder than everybody else. Um, and then I just set off the, the 2006, uh, 2006 season like, like an house on fire and I was playing really well. I'd, I'd actually, I, I wasn't even playing in the 18s, I was playing in the under 21s. Um, I, was, I was only, I was, I was 17. Um, yeah, big jump out of it, mate. I'd, yeah, 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 it is, and I'd, 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 I'd made it to. I got in the Lancashire team. Um, I'd also got in the in the England uh, under seventeens team, and then I'd made I'd made my debut um, at the at the end of the at the end of the year in two thousand and six. So it was it was a bit of a the the, the sort of eighteen month period of from transitioning from from being a scholarship to. Academy to first team was really quick, but it was quite difficult for me at first. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I, I don't think I handled it all too well at first. I think I think maybe my my, my, my body was probably a bit underdeveloped, um, and then I just I just I just worked really hard on my fitness and in the gym and taking supplements because it was all it was all new to me. I'd ne- I'd never done anything like that. Uh, I'd never lifted it any weights or anything like that. So yeah, it, it was. Um, it was, it was like I said, it was quick, but it was, it was quite a difficult transition. Enough. So, even though that was rapid, and we'll speak about your debut in a minute, you sort of overlooked the fact that did you win playing in Young Player of the Year for the Academy and you captained in, oh, yeah. England Academy, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, 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 I think that was, I think, I think that, yeah, that was the, the 2006 season when, when sort of everything changed. I, I, um, Captained, um, captain the England side, and yeah, like I said, I'd won um, Academy Player of the Year, which sort of set the ball rolling for me. 2006. Now looking back on it, was was a massive, massive year in, in my career, and um, it probably set the tone for for what what was to come. Yeah, give you a nice early taste of it as well, mate. 
Yeah, yeah, it was, and I think I'd, I'd, I'd impress I'd impress the coaches at the time um, in Carl Harrison and uh, and James Laws, and um, I remember they was really keen. To, I think I, I would have made my debut a bit earlier, um, but I, I actually couldn't get to training um, <laughs> because because I didn't drive. Yeah, um, I was, yeah, I was only seventeen, and my mum had to my, my mum had to take me to training. But then once I could. Was could drive, then I was I was at training every day then, and yeah, um, yeah I managed to make my debut. So within, with like you said, within that eighteen months, mate, you've probably been in what six six different changing rooms. So you've gone from scholarship to academy. So would it have been junior academy, senior academy when we were growing up? Was it? So yeah, it's so, been yeah. under eighteen and then under twenty one. So you've already been in three, and then you've been in an international changing room, and then a first team changing room. How are each one of them different? And um, did you feel at home in each and every one of them? Yeah, you know what? I've, 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 I've never, I've never thought about it like that. Um, can you just give me, give me two seconds? Yeah, no worries, right. mate. Yeah. Sorry, man. I just one of the kids migrating. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You know what? When you put it like that, is is yeah. I've never ever thought of it like that. Um, yeah. yeah, it was so. I I'd gone from my amateur changing room, which was it was just. We had a lot of lads there that just turned up for, for a bit of a laugh and um, just something to, to fill the, the weekends with and for the, for the social. And then I'd gone to an, a, an academy um, change room where it was sort of starting to look at, at be professional and, and doing things a lot differently to what, what you've been doing with, with your mates at your amateur club. And then the senior academy changing room was, was also different than started learning about... Um, how, how older players are with the younger players, and you, you the, the, that back in the day, then it's I think it's sort of gone out of the game, but there's a hierarchy, yeah. um, and you, you had to know your place, and, and not that I ever took too kindly to that, but because um, <laughs> I was I was always pretty cocky, me, yeah, um, yeah, that that was one thing that I learned from the twenty ones, and then. The international um, changing room was, and especially being captain, was something like, right, it, 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 the atmosphere in them changing rooms, like, we're, we're the, um, we're the, we're the croppier that, that have got a chance of, you know, making it and, and being something big. And then, um, and then the, the, the senior changing room was, was obviously the, the biggest eye opener, I remember. I remember walking in um, one day. It was one of my first days, and we were training, training at Sedgley Park. Oh yeah, uh, and there was yeah, there was there was three three separate changing rooms. And me as a young kid, not not knowing anything, <laughs> I um, I walked in and put put my bag down and uh, and walked back out and walked into the gym. And then as I came back, I I, I came to find all my all my stuff was sort of thrown in the hallway. Um, I thought, well, what's happened here? I didn't realise, but there was the the first changing room was the the senior blokes, yeah. the most most senior. But middle changing room was like your mid twenties blokes who were sort of 
on the fringes and then and then young lads got changed in the end one and I was young lads, there was only me, um, Luke Adamson and Steph Rashford. So yeah. there's only three of us in that end changing room. But yeah. A good job because um, there was only probably one peg, weren't there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they used to make us carry carry all the equipment to training and stuff like that. And yeah. yeah, it's changed a lot these days. It's changed an awful lot. Um, imagine, mate. Yeah, I don't think you can get most, most of these young kids. I don't think they'd, they'd take too well to... Well, they just wouldn't do it these days. No, um, yeah. But, yeah. Probably what they missed, though, innit? You know what? So, some of them is... You, you, some of these young kids these days, some of them are really switched on, and some of them, yeah. some of them really, really want to learn, and and they they don't actually need that. But some of some some of the other ones that you see, they're a bit um, don't know the barn really, and they don't yeah. know the environment that they're stepping into, and and and, and they're stepping into an environment where these these men there that are gonna basically gonna try and take your head off, and you need to there's a there's a learning curve about yeah. it, but some. But the majority, the majority, I don't know whether it's just um, the way that I approach it or but I, I, the majority of young kids that I speak to these days are, are quite good with me. Pretty good, yeah. So, yeah. as daft as it sounds, mate, because the young one, but did, did he pull? Would you class yourself as a senior player now, mate, with our age group? So, would, would they pull you to a side and ask you for extras or tips? Or did he just go home after training, mate? Um... Some of the young lads do, yeah. Some, yeah. some of them do, um, but then, yeah, a lot of a lot, a lot of the young lads these days, they're more interested in, in Fortnite, aren't they? And yeah, what's the other one, Call of Duty and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, sit at home and playing the and watch watching YouTube, which I can never can never get my head around. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's, there's there's a few good young lads at Cass who who, who are willing to learn and who are probably going to make it because they're. Uh, because they they do listen and the 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 um the the they've got a good attitude really but yeah there's, there's, I've, I've seen quite a few lads along the way who probably could have done something with a career if they, if they, if they adapted themselves but they just can't it's, it's like I say it's a, it's a different it's a different world that we live in these days and yeah. they probably haven't got the right mental aptitude to to be able to deal with it. So, do you remember much about your debut back then, then, Jared? I do, yeah. I uh, so it was, it was away against um, it was away against London Broncos at um, at the Stoop. Um, I'd only found out during the week that I was going to play. So my mum, my mum and, and my stepdad um, actually caught a plane down on the day and, and come to watch the game. And I remember. Um, I remember, I remember going down. We, we went down the night before, and um, I was on the, I was going to be on the bench. Um, I remember just getting changed. I remember everyone had these these tight fitting shirts, and, and mine was like dead baggy, and I, had number, <laughs> I was number thirty. Um, but just the fact that I had Super League numbers printed with my name on, and yeah. I was making my debut, and I looked on the sleeve, and it had the Super League badge, and I was like. God, this is this is this is what I've been waiting for. Um, and then I remember I came on. I I, I, I think I came on for um, Andrew Duneman, um, and I, I played in the halves. Um, and one of the one of the one of the memories that sticks out in my mind was uh, I don't know if you remember him, but a fellow called Solomon Humona. Yeah. Um, 
and come flying out the line and absolutely took someone's head off. And I, I honestly, I've, I've never, I'd never seen anything like it. I was like, oh, shit, I've got, um, I've got my plate full here. Um, and yeah, that's that's about it. I think I only played the last last half an hour or something like that. But it was, it was, it, it my debut was sort of. I feel as though I was, I wasn't really. I wasn't really aware of, of what I was doing. If that makes sense, I was yeah. just I was there. It was yeah. just it wasn't a game where I where I played well. I don't think I actually did anything. I was just chasing shadows, really. But the, the experience for me then led into uh, two thousand and seven, and um, it, it put me in good stead because I, I gained that experience, and then I knew sort of where I stood. Yeah. So I say to like lads of Adon, I even said it to Watty. We've had Watty on. And I'm quite yeah. sentimental, mate. So, like, I'd have kept that if I'd have made me debut. I'd have kept that jersey, or I'd have got the program with it. Are you like that, or is it is doing it in a memory enough for you? No, I've got every single shirt that um, that I've ever that I've ever worn. I've, I, I, I've asked people have asked if you can buy my shirts in the past, and I just do not sell them. Um, um, no, because I plan when I retire, I, I plan to have them up all all up. Um, in a room one day to be able to show my boys they're like for me my shirts are like heirlooms yeah. um, and I suppose I'm I'm sentimental with stuff like that I think there's no amount of money that well there is probably an amount of money that someone could be yeah. if it's baby mortgage off the nick but um, yeah I'm not I'm, I'm not going to sell my shirts for a couple of hundred quid I probably wouldn't even sell them for not that I'd get the offer but I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't even sell them for a, a thousand quid I'd, I'd keep hold of them for the sake of that Um because yeah, they just I can spend spend you can spend a thousand quid in however long can and yeah you can mate once you once 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 you've sold your shirt you can can never get it back no no so what was it like signing your first pro deal and and who helped you to decide to stick around or did you have an agent or anything like that at that age yeah well my my, my first deal so originally when I made my debut in. Uh, in 2006, I was I was still on an academy contract, and I I was actually getting paid three grand a year. Um, so I there's, there's, um, I was probably one of the lowest ever players to to make the debut on on that amount of money. But um, my my next deal, I took my uh, my granddad and my mum came with me, and we met with. Um, Steve Sims, who was the the general manager at the time, and uh, I met with uh, the, the, the coaches were there as well. And obviously, I, d- I didn't need an agent at that point. It was just I was just, I was just signing a deal. It was my first full time professional one, so yeah, um, yeah. That, it, we, we, it was pretty pretty quickly. We just walked in, signed it, had a chat, and and, and came out. Really, it was it was pretty simple. Fair enough. So how, how was yeah. how was your spell at Salford then, mate? From then on, yeah. Well, so the time at Salford is, is completely different club to 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 what it is what it is now, and yeah. I don't think there's a, there's a single person um, there from when I was there. Um, but yes, some fond memories of like I said, making my debut, and then the two thousand and seven season. Um, which we got relegated in, but I managed to play. I was only eighteen at the time, and I played. I played twenty odd games, um, which 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 was something that I didn't think I'd do. Um, 
and then the 2008 season um, when we was in the championship was probably one of my most enjoyable uh, years of, of my career. Um, we, still, we stayed full time um, and we obviously went on and we, we won it all and got got promoted again. Um, and then 2009 uh, was a sort of season where obviously Salford had just been promoted and I've, I've always had ambitions of, of going on and doing doing bigger things in the game. Um, and I know I'd, at the time, I didn't, I didn't think that Salford were were going to reach the, the top of the game. So I I decided that I was, that was going to leave um, pretty early on in the year. And I, was, I was playing pretty well, to be fair. Um, one of the standout games in, in, in that season was um, we played Leeds away at Headingley. And I don't think we'd... we'd Salford hadn't, hadn't won at Leeds for... 30 or 40 years um, and it was close, it was nip and tuck and then I managed to, I caught an interception um, from our own 10 in the last, I think we were drawing and it was in the last last minute of the game, um, I caught an interception from Brent Webb and went the full length uh, and we got our first win there in, in 30 odd years so that was a special memory but I'd signed, I'd, I'd agreed to um, go and play for, for Hull FC um, right. Do you have to shop yourself yeah. about, mate, or do you let them come to you when you? Well, at the, at the time, at the time, I had an agent. Um, yeah, I had an agent, and he sort of sorted out for me. I'd actually, in so it, it was a bit of a weird one actually. I'd in, after after the two thousand and seven season, um, everyone's contract was null and void, you know, because we'd been relegated. Yeah. Um, but I had I'd signed a two-year deal um, during that season to stay there for 2008-2009, and I didn't realise that I'd I'd signed a rugby league contract and not a super league contract, so mine was still binding. But at the time, I thought it was a super league contract, and I'd agreed I'd agreed to sign for Huddersfield at the time right. for the two for the 2008 season. Um, Did they do it over a little yeah. bit doing that then? I, I don't know. I don't know the technicalities of it, and I've never, I, I've never got to the bottom of it really. Yeah. I, was, I was a young, I was a young kid, and I didn't really ask too many questions because I just thought buzzing, what people were saying. Yeah, I thought what people, what people were saying. I, I just, I'd, I'd have no reason to, to not believe him. Yeah. I, I, I trusted him. So um, sorry, mate. I didn't I mean to put you on the spot. Then I just think no, no, it's, no, no. It's, it's a shady right. thing, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't mind questions. Like that. I always say to this day, I, I. I Genuinely, deep down, I, I don't know what went on, but yeah. um, like I said I'd, I'd agreed to go to Huddersfield, but um, got told that that I couldn't go. So okay. um, yeah, it was, it, it was a weird one, but at the time I was I was I was nineteen and um, didn't really ask too many questions. I wasn't mature enough to sort of um, point the finger and ask the right questions and stuff like that. Yeah. So. I know, I sorry, got, got on with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's yeah. all a learning curve, but yeah. okay, it worked out in the end. So, isn't it funny how? Sorry, I know I've not seen you this one either, but you've you've had early talks with Saints, but you couldn't train for one reason or another. An opportunity goes, you agree to sign yeah. for Huddersfield, doesn't happen because of a contract, but you end up. Eventually, it's obviously meant like in my eyes, things happen if everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? So, yeah. and you've ended up John Leighton playing for them, representing them clubs. It's a strange, it's funny how it works, isn't it? And, 
It is, yeah, it's strange. And I'd, I'd also, um, at, at the end of 2009 as well, before I went to um, Hull FC, um, I was going to sign for Huddersfield again then. Um, right. Hull FC came in late. And then in 2012, when I was leaving Hull FC, um, I actually, I came close to signing for Castleford. So, um, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, I went to go and meet Ian Millward on the M62, and I really liked him. And um, he, he, I, I, I was close to signing, but um, Nathan Brown had, had. Well, I got told um, of. I, I can't remember who told me, but he said, "Oh, don't sign, don't sign for Castleford because um, some a, a big clubs are going to come in for you who have appointed who have appointed a coach." Um, which I didn't know at the time. And then a couple of weeks later, it just happened that um, Brownie got appointed at St. Helens and I was one of the first players on his radar. Oh, fair enough. Mm. Must have made you feel good, that then, mate. Oh, yeah. It was, that yeah. Was, when, I'd, when I got to St. Helens, I was just, I'd reached the pinnacle. That was that was it for me. It's like, I can't, I can't get I can't get to a bigger club, in, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And I was right. It was, yeah, and, and Nathan Brown... Um, he's one of the biggest influences on my career. He's he he, he got the best out of me and le- learned the stuff that that um that I didn't have a clue um about the game. Um, so yeah, I, I I owe him a lot, and um he's yeah I've got a couple of coaches who, who've had massive influence on me, and he's probably one of the biggest ones, if not the biggest one. Just a quick reminder that Boydell Sports are our sponsors here at Trot the Egging. So if you go down to their flagship store in West Bank and quote Trot the Egging, you'll get a free stud and a 1% discount. You've been listening to Trot the Egging. Thanks to our sponsors, Boydell Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Trot the Egging and Instagram at Trot underscore the underscore egg underscore in.